and we'll get started very shortly. How we doing, Ezra? Pretty good. It's kind of sunny out here. We're feeling good. I was listening to a little Kendrick Lamar playlist, pump myself up for this. Um, How do you feel about his album, by the way? Oh, I, I was telling my brother about this yesterday. I'm the kind of person that will listen to an album front to back, and I really appreciate that. But then I will do it like five times in a day, and I'm like, all right, let me like chill out. So I did that the first day. I've stopped. And then today I listened to it basically front to back. I like it. It's really, really good. Yeah, I I, um, I think that honestly for me, it was one of those things that I just needed to, you know, I just needed to listen to it a couple times. But once I was able to get into a good groove, then, um, you know, it was uh, it was a lot better. You know, I think I think that it I just needed to get a, my bearings in and around what he was going for. But once I did it, you know. I think it was re pretty good, actually. It definitely took time to digest. You know, yeah. it, it definitely was like, all right, I, you know, what's going on here exactly? Um, but once, it, you know, it took time to settle and and digest. Um, but speaking of digest, we do have a little daily digest yes, of things we, that we should talk about today. We sure do. Um, starting off, and it's in the pit, the, uh, Pin tweet at the top here. Um, Balenciaga is now accepting crypto payments. Um, what's interesting about this is that they're actually accepting not only Bitcoin and Ethereum, but they're also doing Dogecoin. They're doing a few others. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's super interesting. Uh, what are, what's your take here? I think, um, so I'm not in like the fashion industry. So owning a, a piece of Balenciaga is not really on my wish list. Um, but if it was, and I was holding crypto from 2018, 2019, and the value went up, you know, you could buy a Balenciaga piece for what you paid $200 for in Bitcoin, you know? So I, I know that they're accepting crypto payments on Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills and Madison Ave in New York. So those are the first two like point of sales that they're doing. And then they're going to look to open this up like nationwide. So they're kind of doing, again, we talk about this all the time. They're kind of dipping their toes in, the, getting the tech right, making sure they have everything lined up, and then they'll do a wider release. So in California and New York right now, and I think crypto, you know, crypto and the open source nature, it's, it's all about options, Right. We get the choice of the coins that we want to use. We get the choice of platforms that we want to use and what suits our needs. So Balenciaga accepting these crypto payments is, is another version of that. Because, for, you know, we use people in America, we use the dollar for just about everything. And we use credit for everything. And now we could use our crypto for these payments. And it's starting to trickle in to, to real life point of sales. So... I'm interested to see if people end up using Dogecoin. Well, I guess paying, <laughs> uh, where I was going with that was paying gas fees, right? Paying gas fees for a, a in-person point of sale. You're not going to use Bitcoin to buy groceries. You're probably not going to use Ethereum to buy groceries. Maybe not yet in the current landscape. 
But I doubt paying $20 for, for a Balenciaga piece that costs thousands of dollars is an issue for their target market. So it'll be interesting to see what coins are used the most. And maybe, you know, are there a couple Dogecoin, Dogecoin millionaires that want to flex some Balenciaga? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I, I think um I think it's been interesting and, and kind of just uh I I haven't fully wrapped my head around why or why someone would want to actually like pay with crypto in that manner. Not unless, I mean, there are, there are use cases for it. I I've seen people do it. I know people that do actively use, um, cryptocurrencies as, as a form of exchange. But, um, I feel that, um, with everyday purchases, it just seems a little, um, I don't know. I mean, now that I'm, I'm articulating this, I guess it kind of translates well with um, with NFTs because it doesn't feel like, oh yeah, I'm gonna sh- just gonna use crypto. But um, I think maybe that's just more of a cultural adoption thing, where you know we break down um, what it means to use currency uh, just in general, um, whether it's fiat, whether it's crypto, what have you. I, I, I think that there's uh, yeah, it's just cool to see new companies again like we say it pretty much each time in these roundups is that you know the more of these uh web 2 companies that are adopting uh in the space the better for web 3 and just overall that's just it's net good for the space it means more attention and more resources more money will be poured into the space therefore there will be more innovation and more just benefit to anybody that's partaking in this newest layer of the internet. Yeah, you said something earlier I want to touch on before our next topic. Um, cultural, you know, cultural norms and and moving these things into our everyday lives. I think for artists that make a living via selling NFTs or maybe even like developers that choose to get paid into Ethereum or they choose to get paid in Ethereum or Bitcoin because they're super hardcore. Well, their cash flow might be in Ethereum. These artists' cash flow might be in Ethereum, and especially these marketplaces and tools that are being built on Ethereum where they release NFTs, their cash flow is in Ethereum. Now, I don't necessarily picture a company deciding to buy some Balenciaga in California with their Ethereum, but maybe an artist would, and they'll just skip the step from converting their Ethereum into US dollars and doing that point of sale. I think there is, as culture moves and as more artists uh, decide to, as more people decide to maybe become an artist and release NFTs, and maybe they make a thousand, two thousand dollars, they might decide to use that Ethereum, especially if it's gone up in value. You're, you might buy something at a fifty percent discount because you earned this Ethereum at two thousand dollars, and then Ethereum goes up to three thousand a couple months later. You're effectively buying those assets for you know thirty three percent off or fifty percent off. So. I do think as more people do point of sales, it's we're going to need more people to be paid in Ethereum for it to really be effective or long-term investors that have, have had an appreciation of their Ethereum, their Ethereum value has gone up and they decide to buy a couple of things to treat themselves off a discount. So I think that could be a use case and Balenciaga's target market is kind of the higher end uh, fashion. You know, their stuff is, pretty expensive. It's seen as um, high fashion. I believe high fashion would be the right word. Again, I'm not in the fashion space. Um, 
So yeah, I think it does work for their target audience and especially people that <laughs> have become quote unquote crypto rich and want to want to have some real life flexes. So interesting to see. I'm excited to see how, uh, you know, do people actually use this, right? I'm sure that the numbers will be pretty low as it starts out. And then slowly over time, two years, five years, it'll become more normal. For sure. There's a lot of different factors at play here. Again, I think it's all the same things. It's just new company going in, um, cultural norms being broken down, all of the wonderful themes throughout Web3 and this process of more widespread adoption, um, all of those things at once. That's, that's, that's really what I'm, I'm seeing here through, through this process. Um, but I, I do want to move on to our next topic, which is Steppen Official making three to five million dollars net profit daily man i am so jealous of anybody that's involved with Steppen. um i'm just uh i i love this project i have the app um i do not have enough solana to be able to get a shoe um i i would i would absolutely love to partake in some form or fashion i yeah i mean do you uh do you know how much do you know about Steppen, uh, Ezra? I feel, I feel like uh, you know, uh, with having to you know downloaded the app and everything, and at least like interacted on that level, I know a little bit. But um, yeah, what's your what, what do you know? I'm not too in the know on Steppen, to be honest. I know that um, our teammate Shammy, uh, the Poap God, as some people have literally commented recently. Um, he has a shoe and he has earned money by walking and running uh, with this shoe. So maybe we should. So, so I pinned a, an article yep. that we wrote about Steppen and that covers like a lot more in-depth information for you to get like the game elements and really understand the project as a whole. But Nick, maybe just cover the basics of, you know, buying the shoe, what that gives you um, and, and information around that. And then if people want to know more information about, the ins and outs of the project, they can check out the pin tweet. Yeah. It, I, I highly, highly encourage everybody go look at the article because it's, um, it's definitely a, a smash hit. Uh, Alex white Gomez was, uh, put this one together. Shout out to Alex. He's a fucking homie. Um, yeah, he, so yeah, I mean, really what it is, it's, it's in essence, it's a run to earn uh, model. You earn via the sneakers that you own and through the in-app tracking uh through your steps um you can earn money for running around and i think that's wonderful um and the shoe is an nft right you have to correct. buy the nft shoe in order to unlock the ability to earn these these tokens that are in the app i forget the token name but they have a you know they have an actual coin that you'll earn and then you can convert that to whatever currency you want Yes, there are two tokens, um, which are also referenced in the article. Um, there's a GMT, and then there's a GST. Um, and again, uh, check out the article for more like in-depth uh, coverage of it. But essentially, um, you know, each of them uh, play a certain role within the, the tokenomics of it, and then um, the chains for. To, to purchase said sneakers uh, to earn 
are on BNB as well as um, they're there, Binance Smart Chain as well as uh, Solana. So those are the options to, to mint or purchase on secondary. And um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it's, and also too, what's, what's cool about it is that each design for the sneaker is, is um, they're different. So it allows for different earn rates or um, different dynamics within the app or what have you. Um, it's, it's, uh, there's, there's different variations between, you know, the sneaker traits and, and how uh, one interacts with said sneaker. I know that there's a sneaker for walking, right? You, you buy a specific sneaker and that's, I believe the cheapest level. And because uh, I believe the entry is a couple hundred dollars. Again, don't, I'm not that, too educated on this. No, it's, it's it, or at least like last time I checked, it was at 11 or 12 soul, which is, which was at the time that I checked, it was about $1,200. Um, yeah. I would okay. have definitely snagged one if it was only that, if it was only a hundred bucks, but right. uh, I, I'd have so, to check out the floor right now, but I assume it's gone up, especially with that news of three to 5 million of net profit each day. That's pretty wild. Right. And I know people were walking like 20 to 30 minutes a day and earning between like 15 to 30 to $45 per day, just walking. Um, that does raise questions of how sustainable is this model where uh, the, the step in the company behind step in has a vault of these tokens. And then each day they give out these tokens to people that do this step to earn. So I, I know that they had to actually hold off. They had to like close down that close down is not the right word. They had to limit the amount of people that were being onboarded to the app in order to protect the ability to give people meaning, meaningful coins for stepping. Right. Cause if there's a, a hundred thousand people that are doing steps every day, that lowers the amount that each individual person can earn. So they, they are being mindful of that. And I believe there is like, one of them is a governance token, which allows people to make decisions. And uh, th there are some interesting economics that I'm not too uh, knowledgeable about. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, this is a good move to earn app that people are doing. And I know that there's a lot of different like play to earn mechanisms. And now we're using like real world. This is almost like Pokemon Go, where you move physically in the real world and then get to own assets in the digital world. So I like the, I like the innovation and I think that's why they were getting three to $5 million net <laughs> net. Profit. Well, I'll tell you one thing, if I have to spend like 12, 1500, $2,000 on a, on a, on a sneaker, you bet your damn bet your ass. Uh, <laughs> you, you bet I'm going to get up off my ass and go running every day. <laughs> I'll say that much. Um, it, yeah. Uh, Money. <laughs> Money is the best accountability partner there is. If you're going to spend money on that asset, you're going to be motivated to, to go outside and take a couple steps. Yes. Yes. A good um, point. Yeah. And, and, and for, it's something I'd actually really, I actually really like, like just, you know, on the record, I really do actually want to get involved with it in some capacity. Um, again, just on a personal level, but because, uh, you know, you know, Ezra, I, I like fitness. It's, it's, it's cool. And, I think that this is, uh, I'm sure it's creating some sort of, I'm sure there are stories out there where people have been impacted and have changed a lot of their habits in their lives, in their, their, their actual lives, um, 
due to the fact that this is uh, having, you know, a direct impact on people's health. Um, I think that's that's the most uh, compelling thing for me here is the fact that people can actually improve their lives in a real way. A hundred percent. I think before moving on to the next topic of foundation, um, again, pin tweet up there for the article and then listeners who are listening after the fact, um, you can Google step in like S T E P N and one thirty seven, and that article will pop up that we're talking about. So there we go. That's stepping, 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 stepping. Well, let's just, uh, step on right into the next topic here. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, just, I had to, um, <laughs> when you do that, you should just roll right in, just roll right in. You know, it's a great transition. Just go for it. Well, I know, but like I, I had, I, I mean, I just laughed to myself cause like it was just such a perfect moment for the, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it uh, anyway. Uh, all right, everybody, we're going on to the next topic foundation. <laughs> it's open to all creators. I think this is wonderful news. Foundation is a, uh, NFT marketplace. It was uh, invite only, um, or you had to apply for it, and it was it was uh, very closed off to um, specific artists and and what have you. And now it's open. Um, this is really good news for the space. Ezra, what's your take? Well, I might have a controversial take here. Uh oh. Um, yes. So Foundation used to be closed access, and a lot of these NFT minting platforms in the early days, you know, way back, it felt like 25 damn years ago, about a year ago, there was closed access only, you know, super rare was a platform that you had to apply for and they only accepted a certain amount of people. And that ex exclusivity really added value to the artists that were onboarded to those platforms like foundation and like super rare. So opening it up, I don't know how the current artists are going to feel. I haven't talked to any artists that are on foundation to get their thoughts on this, but I wonder if there's some people that are feeling like, Oh no, like my exclusivity now is, is kind of like eroded a little bit because they're allowing anyone to be on foundation. Now with that said, it is good for artists in general, entry level artists who are trying to experiment with new things or people that are just getting into the NFT space and want a, a nice platform with a good solid name behind it to mint their NFTs for them. So yeah, you got thoughts on that? Oh, well, no, I actually want to pivot. I someone sent this to me in a DM, which is an, um, is actually about stepping, um, which I, I, I really, you know, I would love to kind of just pivot to that because this is a really interesting kind of take that they sent to me. Um, is it's titled the, uh, the step in bear case. And I'd, I'd love to share. Uh, just really quickly here, what 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 this says. Um, I'll just read it word for word. Uh, I said in this intro, but the fact that I can earn $400 per day walking my dogs is insane. The only reason I can make that much is because other people are willing to pay that much for the GST I'm earning on my walks. The only reason that they're willing to pay that much GST is because they can get about a 20% ROI on using that GST to mint new sneakers, which they can sell to other players. The only reason those other players are buying sneakers is because they read an article like this telling them they can earn $400 per day walking their dog. Um, what Thoughts, immediate reactions, like thoughts, comments, what have you on that? 
I remember when Brandon Shammy got into Steppen, I was actually in New York City visiting the office. And he's like, yeah, I just earned like 50 bucks walking today. And I told him, now this is not financial advice. I'm not interested in telling people what to do. But since we're entering what seems to be a bear market, assets have gone down. I was like, ooh, you know, $50 a day, that's really unheard of for taking a 20 to 30 minute walk in the real world, right? Like I know we get caught up in the NFT space and we see flips that are happening in mints where you can flip before reveal for like thousands of dollars. $50 a day is like what the entry minimum wage is. So earning that on a 30 minute walk seems out of this world, unreal, and like an opportunity that won't last forever as more people get onboarded, like I was talking about. So I told Jamie, like, hey, you might want to consider taking some of those profits, you know, maybe not sell everything, but like capture some of that because I'm not sure and I'm not educated on the ecosystem. I don't know how long term it's, you know, if it has legs to be able to pay out $50 a day for two years. I doubt it. So that, that's why I said, that's why I told Jamie to maybe consider taking, you know, capturing some of that money and turn it into a stable coin or turn it into USD um, and capture some of that. So that seems to be what this person is saying as well. And it, it seems that the ecosystem is built on, you know, new people entering the space, which a lot of crypto ecosystems are right now. Well, I think yeah, those are kind of just my uh, initial reaction. I, I think bottom line is insofar as, you know, crypto, Web3, what have you, at the end of it all, it's just a, a game of understanding uh, what these are all new systems. These are all new infrastructures. People are going to experiment. Some of those experiments are going to do really well. And then over the next few years, sometimes some of those experiments will, will fail. And I just think it's, it's a reminder and uh, a wake up call to understand that not everything, if it sounds too good to be true, it usually is, right? I'm not saying that's the case for Stepan in particular. Uh, we don't, you know, we're not, we can't predict the future here. But what I am saying is that that should be solid guidance for anybody looking to invest in anything, period. Uh, don't ever invest what you aren't, you can't lose. Um, I think that's that's a punchline here. It, we it, bring more thoughtfulness to how one invests, and insofar as that you you're, I think we just can't be get um, too fancy, too too crazy with it, and and just make sure that you're being an intelligent investor in these new uh, some of these newer experimental projects that um, you know. Like you look at a Terra, you know, you, you look at it like Terra Luna um, is a perfect example. Algorithmic stable coins are something that are that at least to my the extent of my knowledge have never actually sustained themselves in a real way over the long term. Um, I don't know. But what are your what are your thoughts on, on all that, Ezra? I. I'm in alignment, you know, too good to be true. It feels too good to be true to earn $50 for a 30 minute walk. Yes. And I lived through this through Olympus Dow. Um, for anyone familiar, Olympus Dow was a similar model with basically airdropping tokens to people that staked a coin, stake meaning you lock it up for a certain period of time. 
I was making like $120 a day just by parking coins and not moving them. And then I was rewarded for that about $120 a day. I didn't take any profits because I'm a maniac. You know, like if I could reverse time, I would definitely be taking some of those profits because the coin value has gone down so much that I ended up losing money overall. Even though I was earning $120 a day, I ended up losing money because I had to sell those coins and the coins value went down. So again, uh, you know, too good to be true. This goes as well. You know, this is also with like clicking links and like sneaky mint opportunities. You know, there's a lot of hacks going on where discords uh, get compromised and the, the hackers will post and they will prey on human psychology of, oh, I got to be in first. I got to mint this right now. They'll give a free drop acting like they're the company or the project in the discord. But really, it's a scammer that's talking and people will click a link and mint because they're like, oh, my God, I got to act right now to claim this free mint. And then you sign a transaction on your wallet. And then instead of receiving this free NFT that you thought was going to you know, really make your week or your month, you end up getting all of your assets taken out. So too good to be true is is very true with this making a certain amount of money per day. And it seems like it's going to last forever and it's going to change your life. Like, first of all, that's not true. It seems too good to be true. And same with the, the hacks, you know, like, please, we need to be more educated and really spread the word on not clicking links from discords that are like, quote unquote, sneak mints or act now. Like if you hear words that say act quick, like don't act quick, like take a moment to breathe, really research, take a look and and understand that a good project is never going to do a sneak mint. If, you know, I feel like that's really irresponsible for the project to do. And 99% of the time, it's actually a hacker behind it. So but another thing to keep in mind with those is, especially if it's Instagram or Twitter, like a social media platform that has a comment section. If you see a post like that and the comment sections turned off, that's a huge red flag because the scammer has purposely turned the comments off so that people can't comment, yo, this is a scam. Don't click this. They turn it off to eliminate that public discord and the discourse and, you know, incentivize people to click. So there's a little safety tangent, uh, but I think it's really, really important to be mindful out here, you know, be mindful and and take your time with this stuff because custodying your own assets with one bad click of a link like and you're not taking the proper security measures things get dark pretty quick so yes and with that said i like stepping you know like i still is like cool. it cool I, st yeah. <laughs> I still think it's cool right i it's a really um, cool but i just so i you know i'm 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 no economics expert but i i just um yeah, I, I, I feel as though that there's, uh, there's, I, I think there needs to be more, I don't know, maybe I just need to get more educated on it. And maybe it actually will work and, and can work. Um, it's just a matter of doing the research. Yeah, and like you said, there's new stuff coming out all the time and that experimentation and these new XYZ to earn, you know, like this move to earn model. These are things that are made possible by this tech and we should be excited about this tech and wary of like, you know, one project is probably not going to change your life because of the economic upside. Um, and yeah, so that, that's what I think. Hopefully people got value out of that. Yes. Um, and back to foundation. I know we were talking about that prior, but yeah, I mean, open up the floodgates. Um, I mean, what was, uh, where do we leave off on that? I mean, I know that, um, 
I went on a, I went on a rant about um, foundation, you know, used to be very exclusive, that kind of exclusivity. If you were an artist on the platform, that was something that you could attach your name to saying like, Hey, I got on this exclusive platform kind of added quote unquote legitimacy to people that were on the platform. And now that the, the floodgates are open and anyone can mint on it, it seems that that, you know, that legitimacy to your name has, it, it's less impactful than it used to be, right? That was a moment in time where it added legitimacy to your name to be accepted by foundation. And now those artists, you know, have to innovate in a new way, you know, like they did initially to get onto foundation in the first place. I, I think it's a good thing for NFT artists that are looking to mint pieces, you know, like the more platforms that we have to mint and the more options we have is always going to be a good thing. Um, yeah, so that that's where we left off. And I, I think that was, um, are, are there any thoughts around that? Because I think that was kind of the wrap up to foundation as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's really it. And ultimately, it's one of those things where, you know, more car- market competition means better outcomes. And I, I think that that's the bottom line. So um, I also want to welcome Tyler. Uh, what's good, Omi? Unless you're not there. It's okay if you're not there. Um, but uh, welcome nonetheless. So um, let's see. Moving on forward to Artifact. Rare Clonex is to be auctioned at Christie's. Uh, this is very exciting. Clonex is, um, I've heard, overheard people talking about it at VCon as the stable coin of uh, NFT projects at this moment. Um, what are uh, what are some of the uh, what are some of your initial thoughts here, Ezra? I've said it before on the pod. Um, I like Artifact a lot, not just because of their innovation in the augmented reality space and them really moving forward. This they're experimenting, right? We just talked about it. Experimentation is good in this space, and them basically using digital assets to put on to the physical world in an augmented reality form, meaning you point your camera at someone and it puts like this digital shoe that they own onto their body. That's really cool. I love the technology and the shoes look good. First of all, they look like futuristic. You know, that's my opinion that they look good. In my opinion, they look really good. And also they're, you know, they're really good with their relationship management stuff. You know, there's a lot of aspects to business and a lot of aspects that you need to do right to have a great NFT project. And I think their relationships led them to be acquired by Nike. So Nike now has their their hand over this augmented reality virtual NFT space. And now we see them being auctioned by Christie's, which is this reputable auction house for over 100 years. They've auctioned off a lot of like old, old furniture and these historic pieces. And they have a lot of like accredited investors with a lot of money that are looking to add to their collection. So Christie's, again, they were the first auction house to sell an NFT, I believe, with Beeple's $69 million sale. Um, I believe they were the ones to facilitate that. And now Artifact is going to, you know, do the same kind of thing, being auctioned off uh, their NFT as well. So I think it's, you know, businesses coming together to to push each other forward because this is good for Artifact and it's good for Christie's too to bring this NFT audience that may have made some money it brings them awareness to Christie's and, oh, maybe I want to collect this old lamp that was off of a pirate ship wreck and then resurged, you know, brought up to the surface and put into this auction house. It, I think it's good for both of them. 
And uh, yeah, I, I like Artifact, man. It's, it's a cool project. Do you have thoughts on any of those? Oh, it, I mean, there's a lot to unpack. I could comment on a hundred different things that you just mentioned, but I, I think ultimately there's Artifact is, is one of those projects where it, it's just special. I, I think it's just a special project. Um, and I think that, you know, they've proven it with Nike. They've proven it with the Clonex. They've across the board always love to see projects um, that are entering in, um, you know, the space of what have you uh, really have that moment of the big auction, um, the, the Christie's, the, you know, what have you, all the different auction houses. I think that's that those types of moments are always, it just seems to be, that's really the defining moment for a lot of artists as being the pinnacle or the thing that really, I guess, you know, one could say, you know, you've air quotes made it right. But, um, I mean, who, who really knows what that means, but I think that it's exciting to see that, um, they've entered that, um, threshold for sure. Yeah, I think, I think now's a good time. If anyone wants to come up and request, um, we can definitely continue the conversation on any four of the topics that we've mentioned. Um, and also be calm. Yeah. Yesterday we had a three hour, three hour community talk on uh, VCon and Nick and I were both already exhausted from VCon. I'm sure as many others were. Um, So that was a feat. I think that we really uh, accomplished something with that three hour space. And with that said, this is not going three hours. We're going (laughs) to cut this off at at an hour. You know, so um, so yeah, we'll we'll get the uh, community discourse on for the top, the four topics that we mentioned, anything that's going through your mind in the space, and um, you know, probably, I don't know what else there is to say about VCon. I mean, we covered a lot, so if I you mean, were there yesterday and had something new to say, I bring think it our, on I up. think our guy Zach uh, was was uh, raising his uh, hand earlier. I know he had an update from the flight he was on. Um, uh, shout out to Zach. He he uh, he was um, tuning into our space uh, while on his flight, um, which is not allowed. But, um, you know, brownie points for the uh, dedication there, brother. Um, don't, don't encourage you breaking the rules, but, um, you know, really, uh, it, it goes to show that you're ded- dedicated to the game out here in these Twitter space streets. Um, Mackie, you have your hand up. What's good? What up, guys? This is you guys having that three hour space yesterday. I was feeling great the whole time. So sorry, y'all were <laughs> tired from having too much fun. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about it. So worth it. It was, it was so, so good. fun. It was so good. And I looked at how many tuned in yesterday when I was listening to the end of the recording, and it was like I think two fifty, three hundred, or something like that. It was a pretty no, large. No, we're we're we're, uh, we're last time I checked, it was four hundred something. Um, so yeah, it, this was like right after it ended. Oh God, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Good for you guys. Thank uh, you. And, and today too, there's a hundred people in here. Like hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so great but so uh, i want to talk about Stepin and ohm and uh you know i started my journey on pancake swap uh of first finding safe moon and then getting out as soon as possible but eventually staking cake and then the price of that declining dr- uh, drastically and then i went over to ohm forks on binance smart chain got wrecked there so <laughs> the too good to be true thing about Stepin, yeah it's a red flag for sure, but it seems so cool. <laughs> I want it to work so bad. 
Don't we all? Yeah. Don't we yeah. all there uh, wish there was a uh, yeah? Don't we all wish that there was um, money growing on trees like that? Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? So bad. I would love that if my personal physical health was tethered directly to an income generation <laughs> somehow. Maybe that's uh, how we. Maybe that's how we end up becoming more fit as a as a society. You know, we just put to certain incentives, and money is one of the best incentives. Um, for the masses. So yeah, if there's, that's why I like this move to earn model. Like, you know, again, not hating on stepping, it's just the sustainability, maybe it'll be $5 a day. And that's the sustainable outcome of, of this step turn. And then maybe you wrap in two, three, four, five of those apps, and then you're making $20 a day on your daily walk. You know, like that might be how we get there. So um, yeah. Do, do you have any thoughts on, do you have any lessons that you have from, your pancake swap, finance chain, ohm, you know, other than, I mean, we all hear it and maybe we need to hear it more because it's so hard to actually implement. Like, don't take put profits. In what you can <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't so. in- overinvest. Yeah. Uh, when you see, uh, you know, seven digit APR or APY, <laughs> have your guard up. Uh, yeah, it's nuts. And this, the whole stepping thing reminds me of, do you remember the, the movie passes where you could get like you could go to infinite movies per month and then the whole business came out from underneath it. Does anybody recall this at all? I think so. Yeah, like the it movie feels theaters. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they're like they're faking it till they make it. Because it, it is not sustainable to give multiple people fifty dollars for a half hour walk. Like that's 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 not feasible. <laughs> I just can't comprehend it. I want to. I want to so bad. Yeah, it would be nice, you know. But um, yeah, well, I, I think those profits will will shorten over time. But that doesn't mean that it's it's this worthless, useless invention, you know. I no, think certainly not useless. Yeah, you know, I think there's a, a place in time, and in this place in time, it's like unbelievable, crazy money that we're making, and that's not going to be forever. So, um, everyone listening, please hear us in this. <laughs> in this take profit um initiative here um thank you for that Ma- uh, mackie appreciate it um should we go to i know hizzy just came up but we do have people in front gavin do you have thoughts on these four topics that we've been talking about here yeah yeah first of all i just wanted to say it was awesome meeting you two yes um and and everyone you know at 137 it was a really awesome experience at vcon my um, favorite thing was like by like day three or four just like seeing everyone over and over again, just like the little walk by and like the fist bump, you know, just little yeah. recognition or like the wink on the way by, you know, it's, it was it's almost cool. like uh walking through the halls in high school or something where like, you know, you see your, you see your buddies or, you know, you see your homies um, or even in, in college or what have you. Um, it, fe- it felt like that. It felt 100%. just like that. <laughs> it really did. Yeah, and, and Gary V gave me three winks. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. But, um, <laughs> Maybe he's Indian. No, he <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he's, he seems to wink a lot. No, nah, um, no, nah, I've gotten my winks from Gary before. Don't worry. I've, I've, uh, <laughs> I've had my fair share of winks from uh, the, the G-Man, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was going to say the, uh, the foundation thing. Um, you know, that's pretty cool, but I feel like... Um, it was probably the move that they had to make because um, 
with like Nifty Gateway and uh, Super Rare, those are like really, I think, Marketplace as well. I'm not too sure on that, but I know Nifty Gateway and uh, Super Rare are very hard to get on. Those are like the um, platforms where I guess you could call it like the more big time artists are on because I don't know, like that's just how it's set up. It's set up to where like, you know, that's whenever you can like hit big time and there's like big time collectors and people have like more money on there, I guess is how it's viewed. Um, but with foundation, it's like you still need to create your, um, you need to build your community still before you can even sell anything. Um, so it's kind of like OpenSea, but you're on a better contract on there with an auction style, which is um, fun for people. But the only thing that sucks about it is with foundation, you have to create a collection, which costs a decent amount of money. And then you have to create your piece, which costs a decent amount of money. And it costs that amount every time. So like just creating the collection and the, um, and the, uh, the piece, you might be spending around a hundred to $200. And then for each piece, depending on gas, you're spending like a hundred to $200, um, on each piece. So it's cool. Uh, and I do like foundation, but yeah. So like, I just feel like that was, I feel like they were pushed to do that. Um, now. You as an artist, where do you, like, how do you put your NFTs onto a marketplace? You know, do you personally use OpenSea? Do you use Manifold.xyz? Like, where do you as an artist go to get your NFTs minted? Yeah, so, I mean, I experimented a lot. Um, I've minted my very first one on Rarible. Then I went to OpenSea. Then I went to Foundation. Um, You know, I've tried a bunch of things, and basically... Um, what I'm finding is uh, we really need to move to a better contract than OpenSea because you never know what's going to happen with that. Um, and so for now, I'm sticking to platforms, um, which I'm lucky enough to be on. I just now got on Nifty Gateway. My first uh, drop is on June 8th. So like, like that's one thing that like I think is very important. If you can't get your... Um, if you can't get on something like, uh, if you don't have the money to get on Foundation or something, you might have to wait because Manifold is the same way. But I would suggest getting on Manifold because it's like your own contract. Um, I would just basically suggest going on your own contract because I've seen a decent amount of artists get all of their artwork taken off um, from OpenSea because OpenSea didn't want it on there. And they were the actual artists. So, you know, maybe your country doesn't, um, they don't like your country. like. You know, like all kinds of things that they'll take your um, art off for. So, yeah, I just would, you know, just so that you have control over everything. Um, yeah. It's a great tip. Yes. And it, uh, one follow-up question, like, when you say OpenSea could do, like, a better contract, is that because the gas fee is high or is that because of their ability to take it off of OpenSea. And when, when they take it off, does that mean, wouldn't that mean it's available on other marketplaces because it is an NFT on the blockchain or do they totally eliminate the NFTs from the blockchain? Um, so basically it's uh, it's on a contract, which is a lazy mint. That's what people call it. Um, it's a ERC1155. Uh, it's basically a lazy mint where um, it's on their contract. So basically, uh, I had an art friend, Parin, um, 
at some point they didn't like her. Uh, they were uh, debating on like not putting her countries, um, anyone from that country on there. And uh, so they took it off. And uh, one of the artists got taken off forever. Luckily, they recovered Parnes because she wasn't actually from, she was just from that country, but she didn't live in that country. Um, so it was a bit different. But like some of the artists, they're taken off and they're taken off forever. And they're never putting them back on because they get to control all of it. So it's kind of like it's like a centralized deal, not a decentralized deal. Like they can take your stuff off whenever they want. And, and it, no, it won't appear on any other blockchain because it was originally on theirs. Um, because it's a lazy contract. If you had an ERC721, which they do not, um, they don't put those contracts um, up for people. Uh, so because they don't do that, uh, it won't, they won't be on other contracts. And plus that contract is a bit more expensive. Um, OpenSea kind of goes the, uh, the cheaper route with this contract. Awesome. That is really, really good insight. Uh, and I asked that because I think people in the audience, like if you were at VCon, there was kind of like an energy of like, really like try and experiment and make moves in the space. And, and there were a lot of, at one point at VCon, uh, Gary asked how many people were told that they should not be an artist and stick to their job. Or maybe they were persuaded somehow to, uh, I'm not going to be an artist. There's no way I can do that. And then they did some kind of desk job or what have you. I think, uh, you know, and then a lot of people raise their hands when he asked that question. And he then go, went on to say he was pretty sure that NFTs are that place that people can go back to like feeling like a kid and expressing like the, you know, their artistic stuff that they had as a kid. So I asked that question with the frame of mind of there might be some people in the audience that connect with that and want to maybe experiment with minting their first NFT. So, you know, Manifold sounds like Manifold is a good place um, to get your own contract written. And, you know, OpenSea can work. But again, with that ERC-1155, they are in control. So, um, and I say that as I've minted one NFT and it is on OpenSea as an ERC-1155. So um, that's really good insight. And uh, I will definitely be looking at the Manifold, you know, as, as a place to for people to mint their first contract. I think that's so more useful um, of an analysis versus if you're a one-step or a two-step person um, walking up the stairs of uh, VCon, uh, which is something that we covered yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we're going. We're going. We're we're off of the high from VCon and, and that experience, and we're back to providing the the nitty gritty detail and value here. So yes. yeah. Um, who is August? Who is Aug? Is that? Is that, oh, the picture, a banner from VCon. Hello. Hello from uh, from the VCon banner. Got any thoughts on the uh, four topics we covered? Yep. I was actually going to cover a little bit more on the foundation piece, kind of like piggybacking what um, Homie just said before me. Like, like yeah, it's, it's tough out there because, you know, a lot of the artists, they want to put out the work, but they just don't know, like, how to put out the work. So, like, um, my even myself, like, I've, I've thought about, like, well, you know, launching my own project, but then it's the the you know the the how to because like uh, everybody can you know create stuff but then it's like the the proper way of you know before it used to be like you have to like you know do the coding the contracts and um, figuring out who already has like a contract kind of already built out that you can just you know uh, continue to build on 
and then you know people started learning how to do it so eventually it's like um doing custom contract would be like really expensive because like they'll they'll ask for like an arm and a leg like they'll ask like all this uh, like ethereum up front so uh i think it's it is a, a little hard to find i guess a marketplace or just even like um somewhere to just upload and it be like work for everyone because i think right now it's like i would think that's like OpenSea. OpenSea is kind of like um a new like social media kind of thing because that's what i think coinbase was trying to go go at is like it's kind of like a mixture of like uh open and instagram where you know it just gives you like random like nfts to browse through like that oh it's like based off what you like here's some more nfts that you may you know relate to or you know is more of your taste so i think that is also the harder part is like appealing to the creators or appealing to the people who are just like casually browsing and like to purchase an nft because i think that right now is where figure that figures that out is going to basically figure out like it's going to be like the leading i guess uh, nft um like the space going forward because i think right now OpenSea is kind of like um the main leading like uh, platform that everyone uses and i think like all these other ones are a little bit harder to use because you know the exclusivity um to just put out the the um the nfts but i think uh eventually it's gonna we'll find that to that fine-tuned balance where you know it appeals to the creators uh as like a mass or just like one of those one-on-one creators that you know create like one artwork at a time um so that's kind of my take on that i think you're right i think now like open is a cheaper route but you kind of give up a little bit of the ownership of the NFT and then Manifold and uh, I haven't tried out Foundation, I will, but like Manifold, is a, it's a little more technical to use, a little more expensive, but through that process, you know, you uh, it's a little harder to use, but you do get the full control over the NFT. So I, I think that's it's a little bit of a balance and a little bit of like, what do you want to do? Do you want to pay more to own that NFT fully or do you just want the click and go, easy route, mint it on OpenSea? Um, I think that's really good. And Mackie has his hand raised, and then we'll go over to Hizzy. Yeah, have you uh, have you guys heard of Bueno.art yet? No. It's, uh, it's a, I haven't used it, but it's supposed to be a no-code uh, NFT, like generative NFT collection program that's browser-based, it seems. And you don't pay until you actually mint. And I'm not sure if it mints under their contract or if your own contract or what. I haven't gotten that far. I'm not, I haven't actually created any web three content besides, you know, talking. Uh, but it's something that I found through this new NFT drop called creative friends that, that minted this weekend, but didn't get much traction. And I'm just trying to like find a way for people who want to make the art, don't know how to code to still do it. Right. Like, I think that's going to be a really important part to figure oh, out too. Wonder Pals was actually built on Bueno. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. cool. So there are some big names, uh, like Wonder Pals, I think is the biggest one. Very cool. This is a really cool resource. Thank you for this. Um, I'm yeah, totally. This is going into my bookmarks folder of uh, yeah, it went into mine. tools. Yeah, I, in my tools bookmark yes. folder. Seriously. <laughs> that's I, I, exactly I, where it is. I, I, I think I... At one point in time when I was building websites, this is kind of off topic, but like I, I always considered having just one website, like just called tool time, 
with all the coolest like things, whatever you needed to do, whether it's like power tools or like developer tool, like smart contract tools. Like I think that would be a really cool website. I don't know. DM me if you're interested in building that out. I think that'd be really cool. Um, my collab with you on it. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. I, I literally just wanted to say that I, I, I have zero transition he, from here, but <laughs> I pass. I pass the mic to Hizzy. Here, Hizzy. It's yes. yours. <laughs> Hello, Hizzy. Hey, everybody. How's it going? What's good? All right. So on the stepping thing, uh, it, I kind of envision my maybe like a the gas app, like Upside Rewards, where maybe you're walking and it knows you're near a certain location and it gives you a coupon, and so you're rewarded through that business, you know, through like an advertisement thing for sustainability versus the app or the, you know, token itself having to come up with value. And then, uh, I completely agree with Gavin and everybody. The, uh, the more you're in control, the better I found a developer. Uh, I meant it. Well, no one's minted, but, the uh, uh, NFTs are available from my website hizzy.eth controls the contract my developer showed me how to do it i could go in back in change everything metadata the minute you go through OpenSea or anybody like foundation he's saying you're absolutely right you're no longer in control uh, but no it's my website my stuff my shit i love the coupon idea it's like a pokemon go of like discount shopping pretty dope i like that a lot i wrote that down just because that's someone should work on that for sure anyone in the audience Trying to work on that let's uh let's see that happen uh nft otter i think we're so we're coming up on the hour so this might be the last one that we get to um nft otter how's I it going i appreciate you coming uh let me come up uh uh for the last year now i've been uh, working on this project and i just kind of want to give you a perspective as an artist who's been minting and listing uh kind of without a contract just doing it solely by myself i've listed now over oh, four thousand pieces on OpenSea, and it's been about a year but I haven't had a contract. I haven't had a developer. It's just been me putting things up on the internet and just, you know, posting it. Um, and I just kind of want to give that perspective just because, yeah, it takes some time, but it's possible for artists and it's possible to put, like, put out content in mass quantities. It's just you know, going to take some work. So how, you know, walk us through how you were able to get those minted. Were you in Solidity, like programming in the actual contract, or did you use a certain platform to get those NFTs out there? No, I just I, I just literally went through OpenSea, um, went on OpenSea, had my pictures, had my uh, created the, the metadata within OpenSea, uh, each one of them, and listed them. Um, and you know, it, it, it obviously took weeks and sometimes months for the listing process. But as an artist and a lister and the developer doing it all, you know, that's kind of what I realized because could be a real job for people. It's like it's, it takes a lot of time out of your day, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, if you want to do it all by yourself, it's kind of what's going to need to take. Right. Nice. Yeah. I mean, OpenSea, the tool is there, you know, it'll work for people that just want to get their art out on the blockchain. Like that is a, a viable tool. Um, and it does involve putting in the metadata and it is a little bit laborious. Um, I think we will see it get a little bit easier over time. But yeah, it is possible. Thank you for the insight. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. For sure. Um, I've invited Jeremy. Jeremy, if you don't want to speak, all good. Totally good. We're about to wrap up. Um, we have been talking about contract minting. 
um, or minting NFTs through the contract or where to go through. I know that you have the VDAO. So if you have any insight on, you know, where you decided to mint or the, the pros and cons of certain places uh, or lessons that you have, I think that will be valuable um, information regarding this conversation. Um, and in the meantime, and again, no pressure if you don't want to come up or can't talk. Um, in the meantime, we are coming up on the hour and we do record these podcasts Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then we put those on Spotify. So if you've enjoyed this podcast so far, there's 44 other podcasts just like it that are uploaded on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your uh, podcast from. So the link is up there. It's a link tree. Um, click that if you have any interest in learning things similar to what we were talking about, the artists in the space, the builders in the space, uh, cool projects like Stepin. Um, and then secondly, we do have an email newsletter that is more than just NFTs. You know, we're a company that covers culture, music, art, fashion, sports. Um, and, and it's it's usually things that are happening, like cultural things that are happening right now. You know, the NBA playoffs will have a unique story highlighting a player that might not get highlighted all the time and kind of cover their story. So we also in the newsletter have, what is it, Feed Your Curiosity, where it's like a fun fact of the day. Um, and th those are pretty fun. I, I learn something new every day with those. So this information has been good. There is more information just like this outside of NFTs that is in the email newsletter. So that's pinned up at the top. Um, click through and feed your curiosity. Um, yes. It looks like Jeremy is in the airport. So got a lot of background noise. Um, maybe we could get Jeremy up uh, another time, I think, as artists and people that are art curious decide to get into nfts they'll have a lot more questions that could be answered and specific questions about minting and where to do it and file size and like all that all that nitty-gritty stuff that we can get into so um nick i think um we can tie a bow on this thing huh i think so brother i think so uh again thank you all so much for tuning in uh much appreciated uh again web 37 you're listening to it right now it's a podcast. It's wonderful. It's stupendous, tremendous. Check it out wherever you listen to your podcasts. We have a newsletter, like um, Ezra said, newsletter. We cover everything from style, sports, culture, esports, what have you. You can have it all in our newsletter and on our website, 137pm.com. And yeah, I think that's just about it. Awesome. Um, I will leave you with this. If you learned anything from this session here, this hour-long recording that we've done, please tweet us, DM us. The feedback is majorly critical to what we're doing here. We want to make it as good as possible. So if you have any critical feedback, we would actually like to hear the critical feedback more than the positive feedback because um, Nick and I don't need our egos to grow anymore. Yeah, um, they, they need, are gigantic. They, they, they are just um, just so big that they, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, having, I'm having trouble fitting it within my home. Uh, at this point, it's, um, it's, it's quite the unfortunate situation. Um, yeah. So please chop down that ego with a little bit of a constructive criticism, like anything that you yes. want to hear. Um, now be nice now, be nice now, but it's a thoughtful <laughs> one piece of feedback. Yeah. You will be yeah. forever, forever, uh, appreciated by both Ezra and I and the one thirty seven PM crew. Awesome. Thank you everyone so much for listening. This was very fun. I hope you found some value. Let us know if you did or didn't, and uh, we'll catch you this Thursday for our next Web 37 recording. Much Peace love, out, everybody. Peace.